You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, da 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 da, ride to me and escape. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. You should win a you should win a Grammy for that one. <laughs> and you're getting your I'm having some I'm having some cable issues. <laughs> that was the musical interlude for, until the show. Shouldn't the musical interlude be? <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. It's to not my birthday, so but nice. Thanks anyway. Oh wait. There's something very different about this week's after the show. I. I'm one year older than I was last year. <laughs> all of a sudden. Last, last week. Last week. Last year, also. Correct. <laughs> Aren't we all one year older than we were last you year? You hit the four <clears throat> zero. Oh, yes. And you're much sexier now than you were last week. Correct. I can tell you that. And the one gray hair that you found recently? Oh, I've got more than one gray hair. Love it. Gray hair is coming through. <laughs> we're on. the new generation. We'll be the old people of this generation, which would be kind of weird, I think. There'll be the old people, you know, of our generation who have the cardigan, their little sweaters, and their shuffly old men pants, and their little whatever, you know. They're going to turn into oldish people as we think of them. And then there'll be people like us. I don't think we'll be traditionally... Traditional I, will buy sla- I will buy slacks. That's assuming that we'll be old. <laughs> I will buy slacks and a cardigan when I get to 60 years old. <laughs> slippers. <laughs> you have to, don't you? It's like part of the old man thing. Well, I'm on my way. I've got the <clears throat> reading glasses. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk no, about this week. No, it is not. It's, um... No, it's not. It's Sunday, July the... 12th? Correct. I put Saturday, July the 12th. <laughs> Sunday, July the 12th, 2009. You're here to listen to After the Show, number 78. Uh, After the Show is a weekly movie review podcast. Discussion. You know what? I think it's a discussion. Movie discussion between myself, A. Scully, from ascully.com. And Sid Talk from... SidTalk.com. That was very self-serving. Yeah. <laughs> hey, was that, hey you, you started it. Sid anyway. Talk, that's with a C. C-I-D-T-A-L. So this week, we are <laughs> going to be looking at the movie... Not the movie that Sid Talk thought we were going to be looking no. at this week. But as she mentioned on Twitter earlier today. But the movie, Fast and Furious. Let's be honest. It is the same movie. Okay? No. Yes, it is. Anyway, it's Fast and Furious, a.k.a. Fast, Furi- Fast and the Furious 4 to a lot of people. It's the fourth in the series. Uh, this is a 2009 movie. Uh, yeah, two, I guess we're getting into that time of the year where all movies, what we're going to be watching, are mostly They've been out this year, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this one is going to be released on Tuesday the 28th of July, so it's got like two weeks. You, you mm. will be able to pick it up in two weeks, but we have a copy now. Yeah. And why did we do this instead of the Echelon Conspiracy, which we mentioned uh, last week? No comment. Okay. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Well, there is no comment because okay. there's no comment. All right. So Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> this is um, from our friends at Universal. It's the Blu-ray version, and you're going to introduce the uh, synopsis of Have you seen Fast and the Furious 1? It's pretty much the same movie, but it's a few years uh, later. The Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious. No, it's... Uh, well, it is, actually. It is um, a few years after a criminal guy who races cars and um, does, like, highway hijacks of whatever. Vehicles that can be worth some money on black market or whatever. With his team of fast-driving, car-loving stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and there's a hot chick or two. There's like three different hot chicks in this one. In this, and then we've got the Paul Thomas Walker Ranger. <laughs> Paul Thomas Texas Ranger Walker. We didn't know it. He's he's actually. Let's look at what he's named on the box. Okay. Paul Walker. He's got a middle name in there. I You're know thinking he does. of Paul Thomas Anderson. No, I'm not. I know the difference. <clears throat> anyway, I know that this let, guy used to have three names. Let's call him Paul Walker Texas Ranger. <laughs> Paul Thomas Walker thinks. <laughs> <All right. laughs> he is a FBI agent who has in him this thing. Uh, it's not supernatural. I'm just saying it's like a thing to make him want to be the dangerous criminal guy, I think. 
and yet he's working with the feds to try to bring down, of course, drug cartels, and they cross paths again because of this, that, and the other, and line up to become... And unfortunately, the racing, I think, falls to the side on this one, because I really like the racing from 1 and from 3. I'm going to uh, mention that when okay. we get into the movie. And it truly is the same movie. If you say it isn't, then you need to watch them again. It's the same formula, which is fine. Every, you know, ser- series have that going on. But I don't know what, there's nothing new I can bring to it, really, until you see it yourself and see what elements kind of charge things up a bit that make um, Dom... Eloise. <laughs> His name is Dom. I know. To make him a little more uh, furious, and uh, that make Paul Thomas Texas Chainsaw Massacre longer faster. faster. <laughs> one's furious and one's fast. Now I get it. Okay, that's the synopsis. So yeah, this is the fourth in the series. Awesome um, cars. I have seen all of them. You didn't see the second one, probably for the best, because the second one was the worst of the lot. In my opinion, the first one is still the best. I like the first one a lot. You like the third one. I do. I like Tokyo Drift the best. Yeah, I still like. I the feel first like one. it was focused a lot more on the cars and the the slick side of the racing and all that kind of stuff. I like that. Now, something I I am a big fan of Fast and the Furious movies. I know they're stupid. I know they're <laughs> dumb. They're really shallow. There's not much of a. It's 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 like almost like here's an excuse to show you some cars. Exactly. Really it's fast. The whole the whole thing is yeah. a vehicle. Pardon yeah, to, to, get to, to, the to get cars. to a race of yeah. or, or some kind of exciting thing with two cars. Or, so, but I am quite a fan of them. I have been since the beginning. And I absolutely know they're stupid, but they're kind of like a a guy movie. Like, I can sit and watch a dumb movie like this with like action. Like Torque or Bike Boys? Did you like, like those two? Exactly. I thought I would, because when I saw yep. the commercials, they were kind of setting them up to be like this but they're not they were just really weird oh they're awful yeah that talk one was really weird (laughs) I'm just saying there's something about certain franchise or a certain movie on its own even though what you're saying you can love and hate it just like we saw Transformers 2 last night you can love and hate it but there's something about it that keeps you that makes you not just dismiss it completely whereas something like Torque or Biker Boys where they got all the elements going on but there's just something no, not there. No, just something about the original one of this where, where I really liked it a lot. And then I just kind of got behind the series and I, I'm always excited to see another one. Like, I, I, I wouldn't mind if another one came out. I, I know what I'm going to get, I think. Hmm. And I kind of enjoy Even this one I kind of enjoyed. I, and I have to say kind of enjoyed because... I, yes, I do think... This is what I think. I think they went back to the roots, because it is very much like the first one again. So you've got, like, the parallel stories. You've got the, you know... Re, like a revenge thing. and a, there's, all, there's all that. And it's just like the first one. But I think they did. And like you said, if you come into this, which I do, to see a lot of car racing... I feel that the car racing was a lot less than normal. Yes, I agree completely. And there is some really good parts. Really good car sequences. But I didn't feel with the one race... The one race, right? Really good. There's a race in the middle of the the movie. Like one of the the big race, I guess. And it's... It's a a bit of a mix-up on the normal... Because like in the old... It's like a video game race. Yeah, in the old um, (laughs) Fast and the Furious, it was like a circuit race. Closed off roads... And in this one, they say, who's closing the roads off? Oh, nobody. You're going to be driving in traffic. So that really adds to that. And I said to you, it feel, I've been playing Burnout Paradise this week. Exactly. And that's what it feels like. You know, because all, all they were going off was the GPS, which was telling them where to go. And that's what you do in the video game. So And it, plays, it puts it out there like, let's get like a kind of an interesting layer. You know, there's like a... Uh, digital look at the map. And it's With got the lady's the voice. GPS, yeah. And one thing I did, I don't know if they mm. intended this. At all. And it's a weird coincidence. The other night I was watching History Channel. And on it, it outlined how NASCAR became, like, the most popular sport in, uh, spectator sport in America. Was that it started with, like, rum runners after Prohibition who were running whiskey and moonshine, like, at night and stuff. And driving really dangerously on the back roads and stuff. Souping up their cars, souping up their cars. And then they started a race circuit. And those guys started driving race cars. And it all blew up into that. Well, this takes drug running. Which is the reason that 
in this particular scenario. The reason yeah. they want these race car drivers is to get them to drive back roads across the border to get drugs. You know, same kind of concept. Where they're, you know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. thought that, I don't know if anyone intended that nod, but it was like an illegal thing to run the booze. Wasn't it, it drugs that were running in the first one, too? Or mm-hmm. was it, or was so. it like stolen vehicles? I don't remember. I think it might oh, have been stolen, been like, like yep. real high, yep. high-end cars that were stolen. But and it was probably sim- some drugs in there. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, Even it was three. See, I don't remember the... The third <laughs> one was Tokyo Drift was just, like... The guy goes. Was the guy a cop? No, he wasn't. He was no, just no. a kid who goes to kid. who gets took by his parents or sent off by his parents to no sent by his mother to live with his father in Tokyo. Yeah, and then he he kind of melds into the culture and ends up racing. But cars. what's the big bad guy and stuff? See, I loved it, but I don't remember. It was like was it drugs? I see. I don't even remember. I just remember like the was it that, just yakuza kind of stuff? yakuza kind of thing. It was, but I don't know how they got involved in it. Yeah. I can't remember. I'd watch it again. Yeah, it was kind of fun, but it didn't star any, well, Vin Diesel's yeah. in it for a few <laughs> seconds. Um, but this one, I'd, yeah, that racing sequence, because I've been playing Burnout Paradise this week, and there's a section where he is going parallel to the race course, kind of lost. And then the only way to get back to the race course is to smash, and that's exactly what you do in that video <laughs> game. You know, like, oh, I can't get here, I'll just drive it over there and smash something up, so... Yeah, I like I how he it, said, sorry, car. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and, the, you know, and there are some amazing cars in this um, movie. And when you see the making of it, they're possibly not so amazing cars, but they look good. I mean, that some of them are just like cheaper-end cars yeah. with like a kit on them. But um, I do feel like they went a bit far away from that. There's, whole, there's more storyline parts than there is cars. And in some movies, that would be good for me. I want to see more storyline. But in this, I want to see more cars. Like Death Race 3000, for example. That had more Just car cars, really. stuff. And they that was fine. They got to the point, didn't they, and then because, did it. Like. Yeah, because of the movie part. I mean, the other part wasn't that great. So that was fine, because that was kind of interesting. But but yeah, I think they focused a lot on the story of these two men. And, uh, you know, when they say this also could be like a standalone movie. Well, there's a lot of history in there. Yep. And, and if you don't know it, I think you're missing out yeah, on Yeah, I disagree lot. completely when the director says this movie can stand on its own yeah, even if you've you're never mi- watched. You're you don't missing. have to watch two and three, obviously. No, one. But you need oh. to go back to one, watch it, because there are references. There are things there's a lot where, of stuff. you know, his relationship with the sister and... You don't get the full impact of it unless you saw how it was crafted in the beginning. How he deceived them and he was an FBI agent wiggle, wiggling his way into their life. You don't get any of that except for the little bits and pieces, which is fine. I would rather say, oh no, you need to watch them both than to try to poke in all the details real so, fast and furiously. So really this... Fast and furiously. Yeah. Really, this is like Fast and the Furious 2. Like, you could rent one. Oh, yeah. Rent the first one. Oh, and then get the fourth one. And ignore the other two completely if you wanted. Definitely. And these two would fit together like a set, and that is the deal, I guess. Because they're trying to use their story as the base of the franchise, I think, now, rather than the cars. And I think that's a mistake. That's a mistake, too. I think every, every, every movie of the series could be different people. Except maybe one or two, and then a whole new reason for In fact, the car that's, racing. That's my, um, this is my idea, right? So they did Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, which actually just focused on Tokyo Drift racing. And worked really well. Really it didn't well. have the same people in it. Looked awesome. Now, why couldn't the Fast and the Furious franchise be anything, any car stories? Like, so, say there's a NASCAR one. Fast and the Furious NASCAR. You know, like, what I mean is, like, they just take a story... And take it to another section of motorsports. NASCAR sports. isn't quite as sexy. I'm, I don't think NASCAR. I'm not thinking NASCAR <laughs> particularly. I'm thinking like uh, rally racing, for instance, or just anything that's exciting to watch in racing. Rally is kind of interesting because well, you like take... you saw last week on Top yeah. Gear, which we this yeah, is like that'd be look. awesome. So we you saw the how rally racing can be exciting. Yeah, because a real guy just drives through an abandoned airport. Which and he looks like real guy. out of a movie. No fancy anything, just driving his car. Because I guess at some point, he's been a rally racer for 20 years, right? Or whatever, he's been doing it. He'd get bored after, he's like the champion of the world or something, isn't he? So now he just races himself around. Makes videos. Yeah, of objects and stuff in the way. And yeah, then he kind of... So what I'm saying is like something... You could slot the just that franchise. You could slot other racing things into it. Like why? Why couldn't there be a motorbike one? 
that's in part of this. Oh, that would be torque and biker boys. That's not that crap. <laughs> that's part of this. Is I'm afraid talking. those would be the same thing. What's though. really funny is torque and biker boys are really bad. How about boats? Speed racing. Illegal speed Anything racing. Anything that's like motorsport, really, if you think about it, it doesn't have to be just hot rods and uh, muscle cars, does it? You couldn't move it on and around. You could, but those are pretty exciting, really. Yeah, you know? I'd like to see rally How about racing. if you take it back to like 1910? In Model T Fords. Yeah, exactly. People were souping up vehicles back then, man. That's how Wait, about take it? How about make a movie the slow and the of the furious. beginning of NASCAR with the moonshine and the those guys racing, you know, in the dark to get away from the revenuers and all that kind of stuff. And that was, that was the thirties, so that could be kind of good. If you're listening, people. So what would that one have actually be called? <laughs> Hmm. I'll think of that. I'll get back to you by the end of this podcast. I'll have an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I do. I, I I actually enjoyed the story because it was revisiting the characters from the first one, and I have a thing for the first one. It actually, I absolutely loved the first one when I saw it. You know, because there was nothing like it at the time. There really wasn't, was it? It had never been done. And, and I, I said, know for a fact you've watched it multiple times. Oh since yeah, then. I have. And when, I, <laughs> when I first watched it, and the, there was certain things in that movie that appealed to like your boy muscle or whatever. <laughs> you know, for me, for like a dude watching a movie. Well, let me think. What could that possibly be? Sexy, kind of the same thing chicks. as Transformers 2, probably. Mm. You know, super, souped-up cars, um, sexy women, and robots. It's a good there's no question. Robots in this we one. just saw Transformers 2, and we just saw this. Which do I think was better? Hmm. They're both aimed at men, I think. I don't think Transformers 2 is aimed at men. Or boys. Yes. In fact, I think they're both aimed at boys. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to Fast and the Furious. Um, Did you fast, say boy muscle? Yeah. Fast <laughs> and Furious. Fast and Furious. Um, it's really... A, it's a hard one for me to... Because uh, I'm a real big fan of the franchise, which I know is stupid. I know the franchise is stupid. Not very quality. Acting's pretty bad. Uh... The special effects and the car stunt setups are always really good in all of them. You can tell they make an effort to yes. make things look good. In I fact, think quality is... in the way a movie is made sometimes can... It's like eye candy. And it can trick you <laughs> into thinking it's better than it is. And yeah. I can completely separate the two. Transformers looks awesome. It doesn't make it a good movie. At all. But... <laughs> you know, just like this one. It looks... You can tell. There's money spent on it. People cared about making it look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yes, they care about making shitloads of money. They also cared. There wasn't... I never saw any moment. I couldn't... There were a couple little continuity things, but it was more with the people than anything with races. And I know they're really fast moving and got a lot of stuff going on, but I never felt lost and I never felt like like it didn't make sense. You know, the courses they were on and even in the tunnel, there's like a tunnel where they're all driving in and stuff. You feel like at first, like, mm, this isn't going to look too interesting. And then it is, and I always felt like it's really solid. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't feel any bad special effects, to, in my, to my eye. No. Lots of practical effects with use the explosions and stuff. Really they could, good. But then they also use a lot of green screen, but I don't and think it's And I think, think that can... Because I'm already thinking to myself, oh, God, these guys are doing such a shit job of the acting, and the story is crap, but... I'm just I'm watching it. I'm gonna be watching the whole thing. What am I gonna find that I really enjoy? And I really do like the action sequences, and they look good. So that's a tough one. I gotta say, the opening of this movie, like the first five or six minutes, there's a whole scene of them similar to the first movie <laughs> hijacking, um, a, hijacking a, a fuel um, tanker, and that whole sequence got me pumped up for the movie. But I felt the movie never delivered anything as quality as that. I agree after completely. That. Because that, you know when it that part finished and then it cut to the title card and I said to you, that was like watching a James Bond movie, it was so exciting. Because it was a really exciting sequence. Kind of hokey and... Oh and, yes. You know, and... Because in truth all you have to do is just it, stop the guy and... Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is, <laughs> it was exciting to watch the way they'd filmed it and the way and what the payoff was. It's like the Doctor Who syndrome, because if you watch enough Doctor Who, after a while, or Torchwood, you realise, you know... <clears throat> 
If these aliens, if their true objective is to destroy the Earth or humanity, and they're so much more advanced than us, all they have to do is just kill us all. They don't need to infiltrate us for 20 years with secret weapons buried under our skins, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They just need to do it, but in order to get a nice... But this... Know, this is the same thing. There's a lot of shortcuts that could be taken, but... But this was an exciting opening sequence. It was So very even exciting. if you watch this movie just to see the opening sequence and <laughs> turn it off, I mean, you're going to get something out of it, because... Reminiscent of the first one, but it's like so much, so much more over the top than that. I and mean, what's her face? She doesn't talk hardly at all, and that's my favorite part. I actually see. I don't particularly like Michelle Rodriguez, um, but in this one, I didn't mind her at all. But we won't say why. There might be a reason for that, <laughs> and it wasn't because of that, but it might be. Oh, I thought she's horrible. Did Absolutely you? horrible. I thought she was just no, fun. no. She is her. She's. It's like watching. A college student who wants to be a big actress. It was like watching the chick from Transformers 2. There's just nothing there for me. Except for... Nothing. Just... Transformers 2. I saw something there. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Bay did too, because he had about eight cameras on her when she was... There's a couple other other hot, there are a couple other women in this movie that are stunning and beautiful, who I totally appreciate. I thought they did a great job. They fit every... You know, most people... I did not like the main people at all. None of them. All crap. They were all just getting a big fat paycheck because they're making another movie that they can get a big fat paycheck for. Nobody made an effort except I thought the sister, Vin Diesel's sister girl. Jordana Brewster. She was she was fine. I mean, she was much more... Uh, I don't know. I liked Believable. her better. Just Yeah, I mean... Uh, she put a little more heart into it. Everybody else was like... And that one point when he says... <laughs> Paul Walker, Texas Rangers massacre guy, is looking at it and he goes, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. I hated myself. I was like, I mean, he seriously sat at the booth and just looked straight ahead as if he was reading off a card. There was one one particular scene, and it was funny, like with Paul Walker, where (laughs) it was was a scene at the beginning where he was sat in the police offices, the FBI offices, and his boss was saying some stuff, and then he had to say something. And it was really wooden what he said. It was like a three-line thing. And I thought, wow, that was a real bad delivery of that line. I would have retook that. And then in the outtakes, it had him doing that line more than once. So they must have had a problem with that line. Like he couldn't ever get it out. And that was the best one they had. Like uh, That wasn't the only problem. But well, what I'm saying is I that think one... every scene. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But that one in particular, when yeah. I watched it on the screen, I was like, surely they had a better take than that one. Because it looked like he was laughing. Yeah. But and then, then, he was. then he was laughing in those scenes. So I just maybe they just didn't get enough. I have a feeling because in the extras, also the director said Paul Walker, Texas Ranger massacre guy, said he wanted to do a couple of his stunts himself, and it was the first day on the set. And the director guy was like, "Ooh, I didn't want to tell him no, so I just let him do it." I have a feeling. I truly have a feeling that that director guy didn't feel the have feel like he had the authority when they were doing really bad scenes. Right. To say to them, hey guys, can we... They claim that he took them aside and was trying to tweak their inner emotions and all that. You know what he was trying to do? He was trying, in a nice way, to tell you, you suck. And you just kept sucking. And so I think there was a little dynamic problem there. He didn't have the balls to say, let's take a look at this and let's... You know, because it was really bad. And I know it's not about that. That's fine. But I'm just pointing out, if you're watching this and you happen to think, oh my god, these guys suck. So do you think think when he was... Did his own stunts, Paul Walker. Do you think, because he has a natural affinity to doing his own stunts, that guy said, do you think he learned that from Chuck Norris? <laughs> Paul Doc, Thomas, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. That's what I'm from, you know, Walker. Anyway, um, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because this, well, we'll mention him. Well, let's go on to the cast while we're, uh, while we're going through it. Uh, Overall... Well, we'll do the overall when we get to the overall. No, you always say at the end of this whole section whether you think it's good or oh, not. Oh, well, good. for me, I am um, a fan of Fast and the Furious. I, this fits in well. It's actually better than, for me, number two is just an absolute disaster. This is the real number two for me. Like, I would, that number two, I would throw that away <laughs> and just have three of them. Because Tokyo Drift is good, too. It is. So... This one, I'll just count it as number two and forget that other one happened. I think number three had better music as well. I like the music in this one, but I like three the best. The music in this one was good because it was, it was um, Mexican slash uh, Dominican, Dominican slash rap. You know, so it was all... And it f- fit in with the flavor of the movie, I thought. 
because like the first one was a lot of just, American rap yeah you know like east coast stuff um, and this the Tokyo Drift was obviously a lot of Tokyo uh, techno and stuff yeah it was good I liked it I would I still listen to that soundtrack I have it yeah you do you have it <laughs> so uh, moving on to the cast uh, if you can remove those bubbles from your screen please oh you can redo the bubbles kind come of. on so we've got um, Mr. Vin- Vincent Diesel <laughs> as Dominic Dominic Toretto I've, I've stated my point I think he's crap I always think he's <clears throat> crap no matter what he's personally in. I don't think Vin Diesel is crap I think he's not no, give me an example of a non-crap he's no Shakespearean actor let me say that he I think he fits into the roles that he does, these action roles, which don't, which demand like a, he's charismatic in some way, I don't know what that is, but he has got that, I think, like a presence. Okay, that's my problem. I find him to have absolutely no charisma whatsoever. See where I do. None. I've never been, the only, the only character I've ever, the only movie I've ever liked was Pitch Black, and it wasn't because of him. In fact, at the time, I thought he was the most bullish of them, but it fit that character at that moment. Other than that, I can never give you an example of one that I found that I didn't think of. I kind of liked him in a man apart. What do people see in this guy? Well, seriously, I guess a lot of women fancy him. Yeah, but it's not him, is it? It's the package. They put him in those movies that feed to the lowest common denominator then everybody gets a woody for it and then they're just like oh yeah Vin Diesel just like with Neo guy he sucks right yeah really come on but because he is put in those Uh, and that's what I'm saying about Fast and the Furious I think Vin Diesel fits that role fine I think it's fine it's it's I know I would like some quality at least some quality performance Uh, but there's nothing there See, There's I, a lot of looking and turning his head. And I a guess lot of, I... Like, um, looking and then looking down at the ground. I mean, I don't know. That's not acting. Not really. <laughs> and then there's Paul Texas Walker as Brian O'Connor. Paul Texas James so he, Massacre so, Walker. So Paul Walker, funnily enough, has been in the most of them because he was in... He's been in three of them rather than... And he's been in... He's the one who's been in them the most. That second one with Tyrese, though. Forget that. Um, so I've heard. He's... You know, he's he, he's actually me, really wooden. Like, has really charm wooden. that he's not bringing to the screen because I think he's embarrassed to be in these movies. I'm gonna say see, it. I'm gonna say it right see, out. I don't, and I think. What I else, think he what thinks else it's was crap. he in? Was he in Final Destination? Is that what I remember him from? Maybe. Which I, I actually know. like that I like series Final of horror movies. Yeah. I think he might have been in those. I I, I'm trying to think of his face, and it was a horror movie of some kind. Don't remember. I've not got my laptop here. <gasps> I've got my computer right here. So uh, that'll be the fifty-four million dollar question. He was in something else, and I didn't think he was. I liked him in it, and I can't remember what it was. And I think when he, I just think in this, he's got one of those things where, I don't know. I just felt he was calling it in, man. I can't say I've. When he said, you know, when they phoned him up to do the fourth one, and he said, I'll, I'll immediately jump on it because all, all the others are doing it. And then I'm thinking, I can't even remember anything Paul Walker's been in for the last five years. Anything. Mm-mm. So, I, you know, uh, has he been in it? Maybe he's been on CSI. <laughs> like everybody else. Like a, like a TV uh, person. I don't think so, though. So then we've got... Are you doing research on Paul Walker? Yeah. Okay, let's get the uh, Paul Walker research done before we move on. All right, Fast and Furious, The Lazarus Project. Never saw it. I'm going backwards now in time. The Death and the Life of Bobby, that's 2007. Flags of Our Fathers. Yeah, that's the Clint Eastwood one. Eight Below. Burning Scared. Oh, Running Scared. Running Scared was actually pretty good. See, there's one that I liked. Was he in Final Destination, though? Into the Blue, Noel Timeline, Too Fast, Too Furious. Um... The Skulls, that's what oh, I Oh, The Skulls. Let's see, I enjoyed The Skulls. She's too. All That. You was he in that. She's All That? Yeah, that's one of your favorites. Pleasantville. Oh, yeah, he was in Pleasantville. Meet the Deedles. Touched by an Angel. There's the TV. Um, I don't see Final Destination. No, it mustn't have been that then. So, there we go. It hasn't been in much. No. So, that's Paul Walker. Let's move on to... Uh, <laughs> that could be a new feature of the show. We'll pick one actor and go either. through their... Uh, Go through their history. And the other thing, the other person uh, is Michelle Rodriguez as Letty, who's um, Vin Diesel's love interest. 
Um, she's. I don't have anything. You don't particularly like her. I actually had nothing against her in this one, for, and that's funny because I usually have. Even when she turned up in Lost, I was like, "Oh my god!" In fact, I stopped watching Lost. Yeah, just we did. Sim- when she entered, we kind of gave up on that one. So yeah, she's in it. And then I have no comment because I've just. No- Jordana Brewster is um, Vin Diesel's sister in it. Mia Toretto. And I really like her. I actually like her. Oh, and that's the girl. Not You said the wrong name. Oh, no, you did. Yeah, I like her. I didn't say the wrong name. You did. You were right. <laughs> I heard the wrong did name. Did you hear that? She just said I was right. <laughs> the first time. This is marriage, and mm-hmm. that's not how it works. You, I said it, but it's not really, you know. It's true. <laughs> um, and the, yes, there's a lot of other people in it. But oh, yeah. those are the main, you know, that's, it's basically about... I actually those. liked the bad guy, the Bruce Ghost. I, I actually never, did too, yeah. Was he the guy, okay, I've never from, seen him um, what's the scene where the dude is going in the movie with the guy, I like... <laughs> oh yeah, that one. <laughs> Affleck's brother, gone baby gone, when he goes to the guy... With this woman next to him and is saying stuff to him. And then he says something to the woman and Affleck says to him, don't ever disrespect my wife again or something uh, like that. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but I know what you mean, but I can't remember. Like a, I remember jerk, like a gang guy. Yeah. It, it seems like, like that. Was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good movie, right? All right, so the director of this movie is actually the director of Tokyo Drift. Um, and he also directed Annapolis, Annapolis, which I really liked too. That was Tyrese, wasn't it? Yes, that was a good one. Um, and that's it. But yeah, this Justin Lin guy. I, and I really thought he made a... You know, obviously has impressed somebody because he got to make two Fast and the Furious movies. I thought Tokyo Drift was really well done, actually. Um, Quality and, is totally there, yes. And there's a lot of... When you see this guy, I, I get the feeling he's enthusiastic about this project. He likes yeah. cars. He's the right person for it. Kind I of. think when he realized he was going to be doing a movie with the original cast, he was probably like... Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I think that... I've got to live up to that. I think that in the look of a movie, the style of the movie, the editing, all that's fantastic. Top quality. But he has to know, he has to know, when he's watching this movie, that he did not get the best out of these people, only because they're big stars and he didn't want to tell them. Now, I'm making that up, but I'm saying I'm pretty sure that's the truth. Other than, you know, that's his only fault, I think, is not saying to them... Or it's not possible. bring out a little bit. Maybe even cutting their lines down a little bit more would have been a good thing. I don't know. Make them all be deaf mutes. <laughs> no, just drive. No story. <laughs> just driving, racing, all around. Yeah. That's it. Waving. <laughs> and like... Evil. They can have sex and stuff too, as long as they're not talking. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that look. Yeah. <laughs> like holding the steering wheel with the grimacy look on their face. They can't see that look on the microphone, obviously, but <laughs> I did it. So we looked at the uh, Blu-ray version, and I just want to mention something about... We went to the theatre for the first time in a long time last night. And I have at least... Because? Because it was my birthday. Correct. We mentioned at the beginning. And I wanted to go and see Transformers 2. And there were so many problems with the theatre. <laughs> I could... I need two hours to count them on. And I just... I realised how good Blu-ray is today. And how nice our home theatre movie screen good, and stuff uh, is. Uh, what, the, what you have at home is if you've got us, you know something decent is way better than even if you're watching yeah on a TV that say a 40 inch plasma or something even if you're watching it on that even if you're watching it on a 30 inch TV but you've got a blu-ray player and a high def TV and a comfy seat it's going to be better nowadays than going to the theater now we got lucky the good one good thing was there were only seven people there let me mention the bad things okay <laughs> so we went to see transformers 2 in a Big theatre. Some might say that's the first bad thing, but... Yeah. In a, in a big theatre, it's the Capital 8, which is like one of those big multiplexes. We went in. First off, I think the seats are very uncomfortable, and after... This was a particularly long movie. After about two hours, I, I the plastic was digging in me. Was oh, getting, I flipped getting my leg. I was crossing my legs. Yeah, I was cross, doing that cross a lot. Again, so that, cross that again. doesn't help when you've got a nice comfy seat at home. Second, somebody had threw a drink at the screen, so there was like... Right in the middle of the screen, there was like a. What would you say? They like didn't a, throw it that when we were there. It's no, it's something been that they tried time. to clean off, yeah, and yet worked. it's like a kind of like white on white look, where you can see the spot, but it's not brown or anything. So any light scene, there was this mark <laughs> in the middle of the screen, and the mark was 
as big as that picture, I would say. Yeah. 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 Like, which is what? Probably about Like the size 14. of a poster. Yeah. Yeah, so that was there in the middle of everybody's face all the time. Um, there was something wrong with the projector, whereas it went dark and then light mm-hmm. and then dark and then light. Which like was, a really old movie, sure like a silent that. movie where it kind of flickers black It was dark. driving me crazy. It did that. And then the sound... And then Where the you sound. had like double voices coming out. Yeah, like it's a 7.1 movie. Like a D- even advertised DTS at the beginning of the movie. Now, what was happening during <laughs> a lot of the movie was whatever was supposed to be coming out of the centre, which is like dialogue, was coming twice from the, the side. Yep. As in like these four speakers up the side. And you could but hear it, them separately. Well, they were separate. <laughs> like it was playing in this one and then a split second later in this one. So it was like a... Well, was it wasn't delayed. Because like I paid a, attention. I mean, it happened so much. It so. sounded delayed to me. Like split. But it was like weird. And it then was. sometimes it was like, where's that voice coming from? Because... It was like if they were playing the same movie in the next theater. <laughs> And you could hear it happening in both, you know, or having two TVs in two different rooms. But I think the worst thing for me was the dimming and the brightness. <laughs> it was like the bulb was going on the yes. projector. And it was like, dim, bright, dim, bright, dim, bright. Oh, man. And then, apart from that, nobody talked because we went to the midnight showing. Like I said, there were, there were six people. In yeah, there, and, and everybody couples. was really good. They all just watched the movie. But, you know... It wasn't. It wasn't a good experience, was it? And it. We paid what thirteen dollars. No, no. It was actually only ten. So I don't know why. I thought she said twelve fifty. No, it was ten dollars. Ten fifty, maybe. Right. Well, we went to this. So it been five twenty-five. Right. Well, you know, there was enough things wrong there to want your five twenty-five back. We need to find a place online. You're right to complain. Yeah. So uh, all I was saying. But you know, was, it's run by like fourteen-year-olds. So. Yeah, I know. So we sat down today, and I put this disc in, and I thought to myself. Look how bright that is. Look at those beautiful colours. Look how... look. This sounds amazing. It sounds nothing like that crappy cinema last night. Blu-ray disc is it. I, I don't really need to ever go there. And, and it just cemented that, like... I like... Now, this is the problem for me. I enjoy the atmosphere of it. I like smelling the popcorn. We didn't get popcorn because we just ate our, ate our supper. But I really like that. That, to me, is nostalgic and it's fun... But now I know when I go to the theater, it's got to be... It can be a kid movie where I go and it's crowded with kids and I don't care about the sound and I don't care about the picture. It's just the experience. But when I go to one of these movies where I actually want to like just relax and focus on the movie and kind of get lost in it, I can't... I have to separate the the feeling I have, which is I enjoy going to the movie theater from my grown-up bitching and moaning about all the things that are wrong with it. So... Yeah. If a movie, but then we saw they advertised those live events, which is kind of awesome. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go check that out sometime. Where they show like a live screening of a play somewhere or a uh, of one an of event. them was a band thing. Band. Yeah, like a band battle of the bands or something. But you could go to the theater, watch a live broadcast of it, and you, I just thought that was you kind know of what? awesome. Like it advertises that in that. This is my opinion. Probably <laughs> what would happen in this town. All that shows you that in the commercial but then when you ask they say oh we don't do that here we don't do that here yeah that's just for the other cinemas true because our cinema just seems to be the most jacked up piece of shit cinema because <laughs> yeah. everybody else I talk to they go oh yeah our cinema's great but they live in big city you know like maybe I need to seek this out and get a job there manage it turn it all around I know I could you need a lot of money I don't need a lot of money not if they're going to pay me <laughs> well I guess that maybe that guy who even runs that wants a new screen oh wants a new screen and then he asks the head office and they go no you can't have one or you know you've had one you're saying I need to find the guy who runs the whole thing give him a blowjob or two and maybe then get our I imagine he gets lots of (laughs) blowjobs and that wouldn't entice okay then not from the right people (laughs) those people aren't doing their job then alright so the blu-ray comes with a plethora of special features Nice. Um, That's not a big word, but it's a fancy word. Including some that are exclusive to the Blu-ray and are not on the DVD. The first one being the original short film Los Bandoleros, which is a short film that was written and directed by Vin Diesel. So 20 minutes long. It actually fits into the Fast, Fast and Furious um, set of stuff. If you're a real big fan, it's some, a little extra that you might like. You can explain what it is. You want me to explain what I think it was or what you think it was? No, just what it is. Not. You know. It's just a little. It's just a little tiny setup of how his little crew gets together before we see them hijacking the truck on the highway, 
And what I think it is, is a little tool to make us think of the Dom character, as they described it, a little Robin Hood kind of thing, rather than a criminal. Because if you just watch the movie, he's just a criminal. Now, well, he's interest- stealing gas and making money from it. In this little short movie, they try to make him seem like a really humanitarian yeah, guy. Yeah, they do. And I just think it's bullshit. But what's interesting about... I didn't find it to be well done or... No, I thought it just felt like a side project kind of fun kind of thing. But what I'm saying is, what's interesting is, if that's what they wanted you to think and all that, nobody would have ever saw that movie. Unless they put put it on the website or something. But I don't think they did. So I I don't see the point in it. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool DVD extra because you don't normally get something that... Unfortunately, as it began, I felt like, oh, this is going to be... It'll be a little more... Um, independent and a little more gritty and a little more honest. It's visual mine. style, was. but it wasn't. Then it turned and then you had the gloss and then you had the sweaty Ramirez chick and or whatever her name is Gonzalez Rodriguez Rodriguez. Um, but yeah, it's um, basically the lead up to the opening scene of Fast and Furious. That's all it is. Um, but you don't need it. It doesn't. It's like I'm gathering my crew and here's a little love scene with my woman. Yep. That's pretty much it. But if you think if you like it, it's a good little thing, like a stro- yeah. it's throwaway, but it's actually a good little thing just to have. You know, I'd, I'd rather watch that than watch the Talking Heads things that we watch every week, where they go, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great to be on this movie, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'd rather watch one something like that, an original thing. Now, the other exclusive Blu-ray features are Under the Hood, and these, this is two different things. One's about muscle cars, and one's about import cars. They're basically... They do show you in quite some detail which cars they used, how they put them together, and the guy who built the cars for the thing talks about them. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You get the stars from the movie talking about them. It's pretty cool. And he talks in that kind of car way where he says it's got a 974, 7 an yeah. X, and it's got this, and we got So if you're not into cars, you have no idea what he's it's like it rattles. It's like a guy talking about his computer. Yeah. It just sort of all rattles off his tongue. So you know he knows what he's talking about. But And then there's the getting the gang back together featurette, which is just talking about the original cast and how they all came to be in this project. It's not very interesting, really. No. Because you understand they're all back. And and so you on. know why they did it. They didn't do it for some friggin' artistic or, like, uh, for the fans. They did it for money. Let's not bullshit everybody. Yeah. I mean, seriously. There's no reason to make another one of those movies for you and your career, except you get a bit fat paycheck. And then there's Driving School with Vin Diesel, which... We've seen these driving school things before in other movies with cars. Probably the last Tokyo, the Tokyo Drift probably had something. Yeah, like see, this. I like that one a lot. That and that was, was really funny. Nice. It was showing him with this, you know, veteran stuntman guy who's done this a billion times, showing, teaching him how to yeah. do uh, what would you call it, three um, sixties and ninety. Yeah, and in Tokyo Drift, it was the actual man who started the drifting, the drifting thing yeah. in real life, <laughs> training this guy how to do this. So this one was a fun. It was just Vin Diesel being taught how to drive basically well not taught how to drive yeah. but taught how to do fancy driving and then they were shooting the big rig heist which goes into in-depth detail of the opening scene which is the scene which I like the best in the whole movie so it is interesting to see how it was done and I especially liked that they showed you how they blew a tank up. up yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's D-Box D motion control enabled <laughs> for all you millionaires out there who have uh, motion controlled home theatre seating which is not me. Not me. Not me. Somebody out there must go, wow, yeah, this is cool. When the seats start spinning around when they crash and stuff. <laughs> I don't think the seats spin around. I think they just jolt up and down. Yeah, it's just like a vibrator. So if I just put, put a vibrator, sit on the dryer and turn it on, something like that. I think it's a bit more shaky than a vibrator. And then it says, <laughs> and then it also says, and more. So yeah, there's some more. Oh, the more is all the theatrical trailers for... No, I'm not going into the rest. The oh. the and more is this. These are the high def features. Oh right. Um, the and more is all the theatrical trailers for all four Fast and the Furious films. So if you've not seen the others, at least you can get a taste and then maybe go and get them, because they are all out on Blu-ray in a in a trilogy pack. The other three. Shouldn't they redo that now and put this one in <laughs> there too, and the quadrilogy. Um, and then there's the U-Control features, which are Blu-ray exclusives, which are Paul Walker and director Justin Lin take control of your player to reveal behind-the-scenes details. Now this... That was good. ...is something we have never seen before. Really good. And what is it? It is... Uh, it starts... The movie starts off, Paul Walker, and it kind of goes into a little frame, and then it... it 
zooms back a little bit as if it were hanging on a wall, kind of in the background. The Paul Wa- Paul Paul Walker Texas Ranger Massacre guy comes on and says, "From time to time, director, what's his face, and I will be coming on and Just talking to you about <laughs> talking to you about, <laughs> talking to you about the movie." And then it starts, and then he does. The director comes on. The movie goes to behind him, where he's kind of like a weatherman, you know? Yeah, exactly. About it. And then other things come up, like in, in the foreground, you'll get like a little slide of uh, the storyboard, and he explains things, and he says, pause it here. He points to stuff. He says, rewind a little bit, fast forward here. And he really talks about it. Like, actually really talks about it and points to stuff and says... That's actually a really interesting way of doing it. Yeah, and I actually would sit and watch. And then, like I said, like, he'll fast forward through stuff, hopefully, as the movie would progress. We didn't watch it all, but they would skip over the dialogue parts. <laughs> he even skipped over some action parts just he to did. get to the bigger part that he wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so you see that, and then it goes to the movie, and then it runs a little, a minute or two, and then it, boom, back, and then you get that. So I thought that was really well done. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I think they you know changing the U control thing up a bit because some of the first blu-rays we ever watched with the U control where it was a really tiny little window do you remember that mm-hmm. like and then it, the window got bigger but it was really tiny at first and there was really nothing to it there was like one every four yeah. chapters yeah if you'd use it yeah and this wasn't on every chapter either but it looked like there were several sections but it's beyond the picture in a picture because it was it was really good, I thought it was and it looked like they put some effort into it because they would have had to get them to do it, and because it yeah. actually has a full length, you know. And it's like he's just talking. I know he probably made a lot of notes of things he wanted to point out and talk about, but it wasn't, you know. I feel like you dish when you listen to an audio commentary on a Blu-ray or a DVD, even though they're talking about the movie. I sometimes feel like you're disjointed from it because. Sometimes they're not in sync with what is... They're just talking amongst themselves. Well, this is very specific. Like, here I am at this scene. Stop this. Here's... You know, it makes it a bit more engaging to what... uh, Well, to listen to. Yeah, because he's like, hey, pause it right here. See? See this guy jumping across? That is actually... And then they'll zoom in on that, even, to show... Like, here's where you should be looking. Uh, Like, here's somebody sat in a car who's not supposed to be. Here he is. Yeah. You know? So it's... That that can't really be done on an audio And then that... In that part, we actually saw him talk even more about the hijacking sequence in the beginning, which is, like, even more than you got before. So yeah, if you're yeah. really into that when you get to see a lot of how they do car stunts. And then there's the virtual car garage. <laughs> or garage, if you're American. But um, Garage. What they say is, get an up-close inspection of the hot cars, then create your own custom vehicle and share it with friends. Now, we didn't quite... We don't, we don't quite have the intellect or knowledge to understand that you could create your own car. We just assumed it was just... I knew there had to be something more than what we did. They don't have the intellect. <laughs> no. They're like, yeah, you would in this I was like, I oh, left, right, <laughs> And you said, there's three cars. And I'm like, oh. No, there's six cars. And then we're like, okay. And then we're like, okay, we saw the car. And it's really car. slow. It's like a job. Like you change to another car. It's like, <laughs> it just stays there for a second and then goes... It's got these real bad noises as well, yeah. And then you're like, okay. I'll tell you what it is. It's like, you know when your kid, when, like, you you come in and your kid is on, like, you know, some Flash website playing these little Building games Building a for robot kids. or something. Building a robot. It's that, basically, but with cars. We didn't, and slow. <laughs> with no instructions, because I didn't realize I was supposed to be building a car. But anyway, that was... It was above us. Not above very interesting. Heads. And then there's um, on BD Live, which wasn't available at the time of this review <laughs> because we're two weeks before the launch. There's something called the Fast and the Furious video mashup, which we couldn't experience. But what it what basically you can do is you take your favorite scenes from the movie, t- choose from a list of music from the film, and create your own music video with images from the movie with your own mm. with your music. And then share it over BD Live with your friends. No, you could do that without BD Live. I saw it on the menu. It list. says it's on the menu, but it yeah. requires BD Live. It says. Right. But it wasn't active anyway. And then we went to the BD Live Center, which did let us log in, but there was nothing there. So in yeah. two weeks, it'll probably be full of stuff. I can't guarantee that, though. It probably has something there. Well, it has to, because it advertises it on the box. And um, that is it for extras. One other extra it's a two disc special edition, the other one's a digital copy. For your iPod or laptop, um, we mentioned didn't mention the cover. Actually, you might think that cover's boring, 
but if the other three Blu-ray discs that they're all in exactly the same mm. theme, you know, with the image, yes, and they've even put four on the side so the spines, mm. even though this isn't number four, it's, it never says it's Fast and the Furious four. They have put a number four on the side so it looks good on your shelf. But um, I think it's a good Blu-ray disc actually, even though the movie didn't live up to what I wanted I don't know what I wanted and I felt like you said I did get the first one again you know but a newer version yeah. of the first one I think I the Blu-ray like, disc, I felt like Tokyo Drift was totally satisfying because you're watching it and it's like yeah it was good because it was different like because that style of car driving is very different to racing around a track you know actually skidding around is very different <laughs> um, and but the I, cast was good I they actually think good. this disc as a blu-ray disc with them features yeah. that new new control feature and the extras and the picture quality and the sound sound was amazing by the way and picture quality but after last night i think even watching it on a matchbox with <laughs> watching one, it on your ipod would have been mono, better <laughs> yeah would have been better or just listening to it on mp3 player without even looking at it would be better than going to but the that's not saying this is actually a top-notch blu-ray disc is what i'm saying um for me it's a complete rental but there again, there's something in me that likes Fast and the Furious movies, so I probably would want to buy it as well. <laughs> I think I might wait till it drops in price. I like being married to a man. <laughs> I like your manly stuff. There's something about cars and stuff. But so, the thing is, if the people who truly love this kind of movie... Oh wait, they do live across the street. You don't like them. <laughs> you don't like them So what, do you, up what are you on this? Buy, rent, what... Well, of course, I'm not going to say buy it. I don't think you need to buy any of them. And I think if you're going to watch it, you should watch the first one. Watch the first one, watch this one, then watch the third one. <laughs> Rent I, I definitely think... You've not seen the second one, but... Well, I, if you got people who you know will enjoy it and you know you'll enjoy it, then get them and watch them and have just a whoop and holler and kind of like, oh my god, that's awesome kind of movie watching thing, but... Yeah, I, I... I couldn't recommend it to a lot of people I know just because they'd roll their eyes and be like... Oh, but I kind of enjoyed myself this afternoon. That's yeah, the yeah, funny thing. I enjoyed I it. actually enjoyed myself watching it. Um, I found myself, strangely, because you know what I tell you. When we come to car chases and stuff, I'm like, yeah, you're okay, usually bored of it. This time, I was waiting for them. Right, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was being tortured until they came on. Bye. <laughs> Overall, I was like, when it had finished, I was like, well, okay. Yeah, it's, it's not like, oh, that's an absolute... I wasn't interested in the extras at all, though, because no. I wasn't very fond yeah, of... I knew what we were going to get, and that's yeah. exactly what we got. Until you played it. You know what? If we had only watched it with the dude, you know, with the Talking. you control, yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. Well, the little... Fa- I think the little movie, even though I don't think you liked it, no. I actually thought that was kind of cool. I-, I like to see something like that rather yeah. than just a... I like the effort. Yeah, because there's some effort made into making a 20-minute movie, no matter what. I mean, there's some effort. I did like, then, the beginning of it, the dude who's in jail is saying, don't you realize they, these people, and I think you're supposed to think he's referring to FBI and law enforcement, they need us, the criminals, otherwise they don't have jobs, and then the whole thing is about oil. All the wars are about oil, and that's all it is, and we're just nothing to them, so, like... It is an interesting idea. Yeah. And... You'll miss that idea completely if you just watch the movie. Yeah. Because the idea isn't explored upon at all, really. Apart from the opening scene and then... It's That's what I think Diesel wanted to get a little Diesel. bit of... It's a good job he's called Diesel. <laughs> Maybe about oil. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Something going on there. Some conspiracy. <laughs> so yeah, that's Fast and Furious. <laughs> it's available in two weeks on Blu-ray in North America and... Um, I'm going to get me some Hoochie Mama shorts and some uh, music and do a little dance for you later. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's out in two weeks. Um, next week's DVD. Our Blu-ray disc. Don't make promises you can't keep, mister. Well, next week's will, is no promise. It will be the review of Watchmen, the director's cut, which I believe is over three hours long. Fabulous. So it's going to be good. And we never saw Watchmen when it was out. Me, personally... Read the book way back, the the graphic novel. Loved it, really loved it. Like, it was one of those ones... I don't read many graphic novels, but it was one that really I thought was amazing. And then when I heard there was going to be a film, I said to you, I don't think I fancy the film because I don't know how they would do it. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. 
the contest, go to the site, you'll find some contests, ascully.com. Um, the other thing, games and ascully stuff, what have I been playing this week? I've been playing The Bigs 2. The Bigs 2, which is a base... You said to me, I was sat playing, you said, why are you playing a baseball game? No, let me say it exactly. Why are you playing a baseball game? <laughs> and uh, it's basically an arcade-style baseball game. The second in the series. In fact, it's not... Well, the opening training session is you hitting balls in the middle of Times Square and trying to knock all the lights out. So that's how yeah. far away from real baseball it is. It's kind of a fun... Um, it held my attention for about an hour. Is that good? Mm, no. I haven't put it back in since. Not if you... No. It's a waste of money. Yeah. I never got an achievement in all that time. I was a bit miffed. Oh, dear. So I don't know. I could have bought something good with that money. And then another game like I played... groceries. ...this week was the... There's a game on the Wii called Bit Trip Beat, which is a game I really, really love. And what it is, is basically Pong for this generation. You've seen that mm-hmm. game. You basically you use the Wii Moat as a analog Pong controller and you stop the balls that are coming at the screen, basically. It's like a side-on Pong. Oh, you make it pong. sound so simple. It's a side-on <laughs> Pong and it's really absolutely hard. impossible. It's oh, really, it's really hard. difficult. I'm getting better at it, but it is difficult. Well, the sequel came out, which is Bit Trip Core on the Wii. And... It's in the same graphical style and everything, but it's a music rhythm game where you press the buttons in time with the thing. It's still a cool concept, but if you thought the first one was hard, this one is grueling. I mean, really, really hard. I'm a fan of them. I'm a fan of the aesthetics of it. It's an 8-bit style. But I find them really difficult, but for some reason I just keep picking them back up and trying it over and over again. Like Luminez, where it's a simple concept, but... But I've been having fun with it, uh, just picking it up every so often and having a go. I've been still been playing my Burger Island game on the Wii. <laughs> it's like the most value for money game ever, because I, I still keep coming back to that it. And just... Zombies versus plant. plants. Yeah, that zombies. one's That pretty... one's big value for money. And Sims 3. I've also been playing uh, Burnout Paradise, which I know is a game from two years ago. It's the Burnout on the uh, 360. They've put out a new pack for it that is um, a brand new island, which actually builds onto the original game you drive across the bridge and there's a whole new area that you've never seen before which features like all this new stuff there's a it's built for stunts rather than racing so it's ramps and buildings you can jump off nice. and, so it's a lot of fun um it's an add-on it costs 5.99 or something like that you have to buy is it, that what so. came with all the fun little toy cars yes that's awesome it comes with like some toy cars it also comes with like which this is really awesome the back to the future vehicle which is like the DeLorean. It comes with that, and it actually floats the the tires. It's like a game that doesn't take itself too seriously, which is what I like about Burnout anyway. Yeah, no, and it's got the Ghostbusters ambulance it comes with, Kit from Knight Rider. I think it was a hearse, wasn't it? Ambulance. Oh, I thought it was a hearse. Like an old-timey old ambulance, mm. right? comes with the uh, that, comes with Kit from Knight Rider, and it also comes with the General Lee from Dukes of Hazard. So, yeah, I've been having fun with that. And the General Lee is awesome. Really, really fast. And if you click your analog stick in when you jump over something, it goes... <laughs> so, you know, you can relive your... Or... Dun, 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 dun. What is that tune? I don't know. Milkshake brings all the boys to the eye. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounded like... <laughs> By the way you say that, I don't know. Milkshake brings all the boys to the eye. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's not meant to just be said. <laughs> Those words, accent. that word combination needs to be, you know, put to music, not just, I don't know. Milkshake so, brings all the boys to the co- to the yard. <laughs> so there's that, Burnout Paradise Big Surf Island. It's a, I think it was like, it's either 5 or $6, and it comes with the, some cars, it comes with a brand new island. Pretty good. Actually adds a load of life to that game that's pretty old, and you might want to... I actually found... I went in there, I played all the island stuff, and then I went back out onto the main island and did some of the stuff I hadn't done before, like finished some of the races up. So it kind of felt like a new game to Very me nice. this week. A game that I bought two years ago. That is what downloadable content should be about. I think so too, and at a reasonable price. Now, talking of downloadable content, Battlefield 1943 came out on Xbox Live this week. On Wednesday, um, I'm a massive Battlefield fan, and it's $15, so I bought it. I thought I'd buy it as a birthday present for myself. I and did, still, you, did you play it on Wednesday? I still haven't played it. It's Sunday. 
I mean, it doesn't work yet. Oh. It still doesn't work today. Like, okay, yes, you can probably get into a game on your own. Um, they're having server issues. It actually says that on the main page when you load it up. We're having server issues. We will have this fixed as soon as possible. So, now I bought the game to play with my friend. Like, I didn't play it, buy it to play it on my own. If you invite a friend into your party and try and join a game, it'll say there's no games available. And that's what it says all the time. So, hmm. we haven't played it. That's so, a bummer. It costs $15 and I have not experienced it. I played the tutorial. Um, so, EA, get, the, get your fingers out of your asses. And, like, if you're putting a game out called Battlefield 1943, which is part of the Battlefield series, which is one of the biggest selling first-person shooters of all time, people are going to buy it. Be prepared. People are going to buy it. Like, if you think, oh, there won't be that much demand, there's going to be demand. You put a game out for $15. Probably anybody into first-person shooters who's got a 360 is going to pick up on that and buy it. Well... Be prepared, exactly. Like, And then say, then you'll say, they're saying on the Twitter feed, hey, don't worry, it'll be working by next week. Well, don't sell it us till next week. Why take our money? Like, Do you think it was kind of like a little, con- not conspiracy, a little plan being like, we know how- it's not going to work. Let's get a shitload of people on here and just see what happens on our end so we can see technically what we need to do. But I mean, it's EA. What I actually think is more like... Um, we don't know exactly how many people are going to buy this. So let's go for the lowest common, like lo- lowest amount of servers we might need. And then on the day when they're going, oh crap, we're selling thousands and thousands of copies. I think they were just, oh shit, we have to put servers up. And you we know why they sold thousands and thousands of copies? Because it was because, cheap. Yeah, not cheap. Reasonably priced. Yeah, $15 Two dollars isn't is cheap. cheap. Yeah, Right, but... It's a full game for they're $15. They're flooding in the money, Right. They should take a lesson. Every game that they have for download, anything should be like five. It's a step in the right direction, but get it working before you put it on. If it doesn't work, then don't sell it yet. Or even say, we understand this might be an issue. Go ahead and do it now. Next week is when we go live. But if you want to like prepay or whatever, you could. They can turn it into something. Oh, how about like? Oh, how about now as an apology? I haven't played the game for a week. I bought it a week ago, right? Uh, How about? the next map pack that comes for it, you yeah. get for nothing. Instead of charging $5 for it. Because something. I mean, it's just a bit of a letdown because I was waiting sure. all week to play it. And then we end up playing Burnout Paradise online. <laughs> and I said to my friend, this is really cool, isn't it? But shouldn't we be playing a brand new game that we just bought? So that's my bitch about EA this week. Um, that's everything on my list for this week. What have you got? What's for supper? Leftover fish curry, which is what you had for your... Is it really fishy? Is it? I don't know. I'm you had seen, it yesterday. I smelled it today. You had it yesterday. Now this conversation can go south, can go bad very quickly. <laughs> oh, the fish can go bad very quickly. Okay, moving on. And I'm going to have something else. Some fake sausage and some fake, uh, or some tofu scramble. Which would be really good, because I'm looking forward to that. And other than that, I was just going to say happy birthday to you, birthday to you again, because I love you, and I think you're awesome. I am. <laughs> You can't give this man a compliment because his ego is big enough to fill this room, but he's humble. That's not, not really true. Oh, but he's humble. That's what I was going to say. He's very humble. <laughs> he has no lack of confidence or low self-esteem or anything like that. So compliments kind of just roll off his back, but you are awesome and I love you and I'm glad you've lived to be 40. <laughs> let's let's hope, go for let's 41. Let's hope we live to 41. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I haven't done anything all week. So Nothing? Not really. I had the, like, 11 days off there, 11 nights off, and then I went back to work this week, which just reminds me of how, you know, jobs, I know we need them. It's good to have one, pay your bills, live our lifestyle the way we like. I get it, okay? I'm not bitching and pissing and moaning about that end of it, but I'm telling you, whoever designed jobs and shit like that, where it's office buildings and cubicles and... All they wanted to do is, it's like an evil plan to suck the life out of us all. It truly is. So I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. And another thing we're going to be doing this week is building a uh, PC. I'm glad to know that you have some compassion for me. (laughs) Moving on. We're uh, building a PC for our nephew. Correct. His first computer, he's 12. His first own computer of his own. So I will be building that on Tuesday afternoon and hopefully he will be using it on Wednesday. Correct. 
that would be awesome. I think it will make his summer holiday from school more exciting. Yes, and you've been helping. Of course, you get to help anyone in my family who I've been pretty much computer tech support this week, actually. (laughs) Sister calls, hey, my boyfriend's mother's computer, blah, blah, blah. And then my cousin calls and says, our computer at work, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen to this show who know something about computers who have had exactly the same calls, emails. Because it does happen, doesn't it? You know, if you know something about them, you tend to get. There are a couple of people, to- though, in our in our little, well, beyond our circle of people, who now it's like as soon as you hear, like we have someone at work who he has a lady who always has a broken computer. As soon as he says it, I know you're not going to work on it. I don't want to deal with it because it's the same flipping thing. She gets viruses from opening email attachments, and she won't bloody listen. And yeah. it makes me want to choke her, and I don't even know her. It's annoying. <laughs> but that's the that's the uh, tech support. Yeah, so uh, thank you for listening to the podcast this week after the show number 78. It's a good one. It's a wrap. Um, I want to remind you about the website, say scully.com, Sitter, let's see if we can do this really fast. Ascully.com, Sidtalk.com, Twitter.com slash Ascully, Twitter.com slash Sidtalk, Facebook.com slash Ascully, Facebook.com slash Sidtalk, Xbox Live, Ascully Live. You can get this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, RSS feed, go to Ascully.com, click podcast, listen to the podcast on the page, or you can go to iTunes Music Store if you're that way inclined. You can email me at com. Sid Talk refuses to take your email, so I won't even mention the email address. <laughs> Thank you very much. See you next week. Stay classy, Vin Diesel, because you're the greatest actor that ever lived. <laughs> oh. oh, that was just like a dig in my stomach right there, what you did. And I'm going to say, oh, here's one. Think for yourself. Because you can think that Vin Diesel is a good actor, but you've been brainwashed. So think for yourself. You or someone else is going to do it for you.